Hey everyone, welcome to the Whole Health Empowerment Project podcast. I'm your host, Trisha, registered dietitian, nutrition coach. This podcast is for busy women like you with a desire for achieving better whole health balance. In this podcast, you'll learn practical tips to get you started, motivation to keep you inspired, and guest interviews that will empower you to take action. Come join me in failing forward one tiny step at a time into the journey of health, wellness, and self-care. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends. Today, we're going to be talking about emotions, more specifically the stress of not dealing with our emotions and how that may hinder our health progress. Have you ever had a time when you felt like you were so full of a variety of emotions that it paralyzed you into taking any real action outside of your normal hustle and bustle of your life, where you felt like you were so stuck with the feelings and you didn't quite know what to do with them, so you do nothing at all? Even though you know if you take some step forward and deal with the emotions that you might feel better, so you end up avoiding doing all of the things that you know will make you feel better and will help you unload all the emotions that you have within you. Have you ever felt like that? I had one of those weeks between job stress and antsy sick child and the upcoming anniversary of my dad's death. I started to feel this quiet seething of anxiety in my chest where it felt like a little bit of like pressure and having butterflies in my stomach, my brain started to fill up with doubt and worry. And overall, I was just easier to be discouraged and annoyed. And I just had a limited capacity to deal with any kind of bullshit that came my way. (laughs) I knew that I was having feelings of grief and worry and pain and anxiety. And the more feelings I felt, the harder it was for me to process them. And the more avoiding of feeling those feelings I was doing, I found myself in this cycle of emotions that kind of paralyzed me and led me to stop doing the very things that I knew would help manage all of the emotions I was feeling. I stopped exercising. I write in a gratitude journal every day. I stopped doing that. And I noticed that I was spending more time watching TV, which I hardly ever do. And I was increasing the time that I spent on social media. And I realized that, and I knew when I was doing it, that I was like avoiding any, avoiding feeling any of the feelings I knew were brewing within me. I felt myself, I I wanted to wait. Like I knew I felt all of these things, but I almost felt like I needed to get to a like a physical and emotional space where I was like really ready to sit down and acknowledge all the feelings that I was feeling. It's hard to, in your daily life, to A, sit down and and acknowledge those feelings. And I think also when you're in like the hustle and bustle of the day and you have other stressors, it's really easy to just kind of avoid doing that, especially if you know there's a lot of like hard feelings in there to unpack. If you have kids, it might also just be hard to get the physical space, especially if you have toddlers, to, to be able to do that. So despite that, despite my newfound desire for self-care, I found myself 
really easily slipping back into these old behaviors of avoiding dealing with any of these emotions, even though I'm working really hard on changing that. I share these emotions with you because it occurred to me that perhaps if I'm dealing with something like this, then perhaps you also feel this way and you also avoid dealing with your emotions too. Also, I realized that avoiding the feelings within me can lead to both emotional and physical stress and suffering in the short term and the long term. Some of the emotional stress that I feel, some of the emotional stress that happens when we, some of the emotions that we feel when we don't deal with the stress and feelings are things like anxiety and depression and anger and shame. And believe it or not, there's also physical symptoms that are associated with this too. And this can be GI symptoms like constipation, diarrhea, or symptoms such as headaches, insomnia, fatigue. And if you look out there, and I'll put some information in my show notes, there's just a whole slew of physical symptoms that come with that come with stress in general. And I mean, there's a ton. It's things like gritting and grinding our teeth, stuttering, cold or sweaty hands, dry mouth, heartburn, stomach pain, nausea, difficulty in making decisions, having nightmares, having a difficult time concentrating. All of these things can be related to stress. And this in particular can be stress of not dealing with what we're, you know, dealing with our feelings. So they can also when it comes to health and wellness, which is what my expertise is in, not so much the emotional component of it, besides my own emotions, I can see, and I do see sometimes when people come into my practice, is that this stress and of not dealing with things that people have within them can manifest itself in things like overeating, because that's a really easy way for us to just have some control over our emotions, over-restricting the food that we eat, another way that we can control how, what we're doing and how we feel. Under-exercising due to body aches or pain or fatigue, or really just not really taking care of yourself or making yourself a priority. I know that that's something that is familiar to me. I wanted to find out from you or talk to you about what are the emotions you're avoiding? Are you having anxiety about your job? Are you having anxiety about sending your kids back to school in this, you know, tumultuous time that we're, that we're in with the quarantine? Are you exhausted from being home all day with your kids while managing the workload of life and the demands of motherhood? Are you worried about your health or the health of your loved one? What are you feeling? Because these feelings may come in waves, but acknowledging that they exist will normalize the feelings that you have and help you create an overall sense of balance in your life. And I told you when I started this journey into health, wellness, and self-care that I was going to take you on the journey of all of the feelings that I'm feeling too. So I don't want to just do like, oh, like some really simple tips. I told you the mission of this podcast is to have honesty with you into my journey into health, wellness, and self-care. And this is part of the honesty and the way that I'm trying to normalize how to normalize these feelings that you may be feeling and to let you know that being imperfect and having these feelings and dealing with them imperfectly is something that I think we all do. We just don't think about it. And so I want to normalize that and try to 
change that for all of you. I also want to talk about some tips that will help you get started towards managing your emotions. So let's talk about some tips now that will help you get started towards managing your emotions. Physical activity is always something that's beneficial. I went into a whole slew of the benefits of movement or doing any physical activity in last week's episode of the podcast. I'll leave that in my show notes. But I feel like you can't really go wrong with physical activity and remember that you need the requirement, not that you need, but the requirement is to do 60 minutes of physical activity. The goal is to do even 30 minutes of physical activity a day. So you can kind of bang two things out. It can help you with your emotions. And then you also get the benefit of having the health benefit of doing physical activity and meeting your 30 day requirement. Another thing that you can do that will help you get started is taking a break from social media, having some kind of hiatus. I know that might not always be possible for people to do, but maybe you just at some times during the day that you decide that you're not going to be on social media. So maybe it's when you come home from work, you have like from six to eight during dinner time and, and putting the kids to bed that you have some time that you just don't engage in social media, which for a lot of people, I think create more anxiety and make us feel like we're not doing what our peers are doing. So I think taking a break from social media is also can be really helpful in, in managing our emotions, finding something to do alone, whether it's taking a shower or sitting in your car, that might just be something that you need to do just to have a little bit of alone time and, and feel like you're able to reconnect with yourself. Something I like to do is a gratitude journal. I have like a list of my goals every day. And then I also have in there three things that I'm grateful for. And there's a lot of research that supports writing down what you're grateful for and how it, it has an, an impact, a positive impact on your emotions and your life. So that might be something that works for you. Spending time with a, a beloved friend might be something that works and just being able to talk to them about what you're feeling. Taking a walk, I feel like that's always something that's really helpful for a lot of us to you know, clear our head and to allow us to reconnect to what we're actually feeling and just kind of processing our emotions. Doing some breathing exercises is also helpful. When Dr. Nancy McGuire was on, in episode four, she talks about different ways to help us breathe and different things to kind of help make self-care priority or just different techniques to do that. So I'll also leave that episode in the show notes if you want to you know, listen to what she has to say about self-care. Other tips that help me and other tips that I think help other people are just maybe like downloading songs that help you feel the feelings that you're trying to avoid. And perhaps you even create a playlist of like songs that you know will help you kind of deal with your emotions. I don't know what that looks like for you, but maybe it's maybe it's a playlist of songs that really engage with the emotions that you're feeling and let you get them out. There's always the idea of reading a book or listening to an audio book or a podcast that will help inspire or motivate you and just kind of to give you a different perspective. Meditation, practicing meditation is also something that seems to be really helpful. There's a few meditation apps out there. I think one is Calm and the other one is Headspace. 
There is also meditation videos that you can do on YouTube. So you can do like a five minute meditation or a 10 minute meditation in the Google search bar. And that will come up with some meditation videos for you. I know some people like to do aromatherapy and the smell of the essential oils are helpful in, in creating a sense of calmness and peace. And I think a really hard one is to practice self-compassion. So this is such a big topic and it's very hard to do, but I think a lot of us, we we have this negative self-talk and we talk so terribly to ourselves. So I think a way that helps is practicing compassion and talking and treating ourselves like we would our beloved family and friends. And lastly, you know, there's always seeking guidance, a licensed or qualified therapist someone who can really help you. I'm a big proponent of therapy as it's been super helpful in my life. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that can help you if you feel like your emotions are bigger and, and you need someone to kind of bounce some of your thoughts and ideas off of. It's also helpful to talk to somebody to get the emotions out of your head and to feel like, and just kind of really have somebody process them, process them with you in an unbiased fashion. I will again remind you that I don't have this figured out, but I know I can do a better job than I'm doing now. I will continue to share my feelings with you because I'm trying to create a community where honesty and imperfection about what it takes to have a life of, you know, of health and wellness and self-care looks like. I know that this journey will take you outside of your comfort zone but that's okay. Growth and change comes from discomfort and challenges, unfortunately. And I'll remind you that whole health is not an impossibility, but only you can make it happen. Nobody cares about your health as much as you do, right? So remember to start where you're at. It's not about being perfect. It's about being hundred percent. It's not about being perfect. It's about being 1% better each and every day. Be kind to yourself, friends, and I'll see you next week. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at Whole Health Empower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.